fellow gamers, and welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast. I am one of your hosts, John Swanson. Joining me today is AJ, Mostly Initials ID. Hello, everybody. It's just us two today. Um, Everybody wanted some ASMR from Gabe, and now that's what he does for a living is um, go to his OnlyFans and you can listen to his (laughs) ASMR. Just kidding. We're not sure what Gabe's doing right now, but probably not that. Grooming his mustache. (laughs) Exactly. Today we'll be talking about some things we've missed since we haven't had a news episode for the last couple weeks, um, including Valorant being available to everyone starting June 2nd, G2A, the company that sells game codes, sometimes under nefarious means, kind of eats their own words. BlizzCon has been canceled, and we should be expecting the PS5 announcement coming as soon as next week. So those are things we will cover today. This is episode 49, and we are recording on Wednesday, May 27th. If you want to be part of the conversation with us or weigh in on what we say, you can hit us up on Twitter at, at MN Gamers Podcast, or you can email us at podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. And please let us know your thoughts, comments, any questions that you have. If you come up with a mostly normal question you want us to answer, any of that kind of stuff. Or you can go check us out on our website, mostlynormalgamers.com. Hells yeah. Can you... That's like a mouthful, man. Yeah, you need a minute to breathe. Yeah, I'm going to take a knee here real quick. Why don't, you <laughs> talk about what you, why don't you talk about what you've been playing, man? Oh, I can do that. Uh, so I've been kind of in game purgatory waiting for all these big games coming out. You know, Last of Us 2, of course. Ghost of Tsushima, I'm pretty stoked about. Although I haven't pre-ordered that one yet. I gotta get I gotta get on that. So I was kind of looking for something to sink my teeth into, and I found one of the densest games I think I've ever played, and it's called Divinity: Original Sin 2. Have you ever played it? Uh, yeah, I played it for a brief period after I bought my gaming laptop because that's like a traditional computer RPG kind of thing, and mm-hmm. that's I feel like that's probably one of the best way to play it. I know. You're probably playing it on PS4 or something. I am actually playing it on Switch, which oh, is pretty right cool. On. And that I don't, cool. yeah, and I don't have, I don't have it on Steam. I don't know if my PC could run it. It's not that crazy of a game, but either way, they have cross save with your Steam yeah. account and Switch, which is super cool. It sucks that it doesn't have it for PS4. Yeah, I agree. But then yeah. you'd have to buy the game and three different places instead of just two but <laughs> it's true yeah yeah i thought that was really cool too i i just can't get into point and click rpg kind of stuff it's never been my thing and i thought this would maybe bring me into it and it it didn't but it's not a knock on the game the game's from what i hear fantastic it's my own like player preference i guess that keeps me from playing it more for sure and this is also a player preference but like, if I have to repeat a battle, then it gets annoying. Because I'm like, I've already done this, and, and it takes so long to take everyone's turn that, like, if I if I get, like, 15 minutes into a fight and then fail, I get pretty irritated. <laughs> Can you save scum on it, like, after each turn or whatever? Like I've never tried to save mid-battle. I don't think you can, but, uh, you can, but that's another thing, is it doesn't auto-save very often. So yeah. if you don't save, and then you... Uh, man, I've lost like an hour and a half of gameplay, and I'm just like pretty salty. 
Yeah. <laughs> what game was that? I remember I, I uh, slacked all you guys and was complaining about it. I can't remember what game I was playing recently where I forgot to save manually and then lost like two hours. Oh, oh Final Fantasy it was VII. Final dude. Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. 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 I didn't save and then it like kept tossing me back. I was like, holy shit, man. It's one way to learn your lesson. Yeah. Well, just so people know what we're talking about a little bit, uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 actually came out in like 2017, according to Wiki. Um, that was for PC. I'm playing the Definitive Edition, so I, I don't know exactly what that means, but it includes everything that's ever came out for it, and I, uh, I'm really liking it so far. It's I really like just like existing in the world, like, yeah. and it, it really reminds me of playing... Did you ever read Wheel of Time series? I think it was like Robert Jordan wrote them, and they're yeah. like 900 page fucking books. I think there's like 13 of them. I only there's read 14, like. I think. Is there? Yeah. Because yeah, I, I, <laughs> I read uh, Brandon Sanderson took it over uh, oh. after Robert Jordan died. And okay. uh, Brandon Sanderson wrote the Mistborn trilogy, okay. which is really good and highly regarded in like high fantasy world. Okay. And also of interest, Brandon Sanderson is from Lincoln, Nebraska, which is huh. close, like where I went to college, but then close to where I grew up and stuff too. So I haven't read a real time series yet, just because daunting as far as the number of books. But oh my gosh, yeah, it's I've heard it's really good. I, it's on my bucket list for sure. Yeah, like I said, I only made it through like four or five of them, and I, I mean, I. I I think I'd have to start over at this point. I don't even remember any of that shit. But that's kind of like the feeling I get when I'm playing this game is like it's going to be just this never-ending epic because I've been playing it for probably 10, 12 hours and I just like escaped the island I was on to start. Yeah. So it's like it's like the tutorial is like 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah almost it's the beginning you you start off as a prisoner don't you uh-huh yeah yeah you have to figure out how to escape and figure out how to like remove this collar that they put on you that like stops certain oh yeah magic skills that you have yeah um, i remember which that. and those collars exist in wheel of time so that was kind of weird oh really yeah interesting yeah well they're huh. different like they're they're more like a leash in wheel of time this is more like just like a thing you put on the prisoner and then they walk around yeah the wheel of time thing was more like they could control the person with it but <laughs> i digress i guess this is the same developer also they're doing uh baller's gate 3 oh and cool. that's supposed to be coming out i think this year or next year or something mm-hmm. which is supposed to be even more intense uh, than original sin 2 so Man, I can't imagine. Like, it's it's heavy. I'll spend 15 minutes just in the menus, resetting yeah. equipment, and then <laughs> yeah. and then I gotta walk like 10 minutes to talk, just talk, you know? <laughs> yeah. And read. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I but I'm really enjoying yeah. it, you know. I'm, I, and one other cool thing about it that I want to mention before we move on is that it has local couch co-op interesting yeah so sarah and i have been playing it a little bit because she loves diablo and it's isometric top down same kind of combat i mean it's turn-based but it's the same concept where you have like your spells and stuff you know sure 
And the split screen is really cool in that you can go, like, wherever the hell you want in the game, and it just, Mm -hmm. like, as soon as you get far enough apart, it, like, turns into split screen, and then the other person can go, like, like I said, anywhere in the game. Like, it doesn't restrict you to, to the, like, player one or whatever. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's super cool. And then if you guys, like, come back to the same town, it, like, morphs back into one screen, like, when you're close enough to each other. It's super cool. That is really cool, man. Yeah. I've never seen that before. It's almost like it's running two separate instances. It is. It's yeah. it's kind of amazing. That's cool. Mhm. So yeah, Sarah's playing a little bit with me and of course she'll play she'll play like 3 hours, which is a long time. Yeah. And then we like I'm done and I'm like, "All right, I got to play this for like 5 more hours to get off this exactly. island." Exactly. <laughs> to Yeah. To feel like you do anything in that game. Yeah, exactly. And and the cool part was, is once she left, her character just, like, became part of my party. So... Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, so there was a couple times where I had to do things, like, twice. Like, I had to meet this god once with my character, and then go back and meet it with her character (laughs) to get through that part. But, like, once I got through that, then it's just one party. There's just some cool stuff this game's doing. I highly recommend checking it out. But, like I said, you need all the time in the world and all the patience in the world to enjoy it. Like that's why mm-hmm. I, I it's perfect for switch because I can just kind of chip away at it forever. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's what all I've been playing. What about, what about yourself? Uh, well, I finally finished metal gear solid two on the Vita, Ooh. which has been awesome. And I, I liked it a lot more than I remembered liking it. I know back in the day I hated that game. <laughs> and it is frustrating because it's pretty much like your view is always top down and it's you have to like in Metal Gear Solid 1 you entered a room and I, fe- I think you had the radar right away whereas in this version in MGS2 you have to go find like a computer and hack into it to get the radar to pop up so you don't know where any of the enemies are until you find that computer in like each room. Oh. So it's super frustrating towards the beginning, but once you get used to the like antiquated controls and stuff, it it's still really <laughs> fun. And it, I I think I said this a couple weeks ago, but if you thought if we all thought that uh, Death Stranding was bad, man, like some of the writing and just how over the top everything is, and he continues on the same point forever. Like you're like, okay, I get it, man. Like move on to the next thing. Uh, but the gameplay is fantastic. It's I think it holds up. I think the Metal Gear games in general are my like isolated island. You know, if you were stranded okay. on an island by yep. yourself forever, I think Desert. that's what I'd go with. Yeah, Desert exactly. Island. Exactly. But it's just funny. Like I noticed here in the dock, like Otacon's sister Emma. It's like his stepsister. Uh-huh. But and she almost drowned because he was. Uh, masturbating and not paying attention to what he was doing. Oh, no. Or he wasn't, like, paying attention, so then, like, he wasn't able to, like, jump in and save her or his dad, so his dad died and she almost died. Oh, my God. All Just weird shit that. like that. Yeah, it's weird stuff like that. Dude, that Kojima makes... is so yeah. weird. Like, how he demands so much of his reader, but then also <laughs> yeah. fucking shoves the point down your throat over and over again it's like you're too dumb to get it but then also yeah. you have to like put together these 
crazy plot points. It's like exactly. <laughs> and then a... everything. There's so many twists in that game yeah. too. It's, it's like I can't. I tried to uh, like keep one point attached to the next and follow it along, <laughs> but then there's so many twists and turns in it. I'm like, I give up. I don't even know. <laughs> who the Patriots are and who, what they're doing and why, who's part of the Patriots and who's not, and who's an AI and who's a real person. It's like, whatever, <laughs> just enjoy the game and move on, I guess. All I really remember from that game is an invisible robot thing that had like knives for arms and legs. Does that sound right? Or is that a different invisible game? robot. Or maybe he wasn't invisible. Is there a guy who just like chops the shit out of people? Mm, at the beginning what am i i must be confusing my games then ignore that statement (laughs) it sounds like a kojima thing maybe just from a different game then or something but it's not ringing a bell sounds like a final fantasy enemy now that i'm thinking of it yeah vamp is in (laughs) this one who's in the fourth one also okay but i don't know it's but it was fun and i'm sure i'll go back and play it again but then I was also playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate because I bought that a couple months ago. Oh, no. And like I'm I'm with you. I'm just kind of in limbo waiting for Last of Us 2 to come out in a couple weeks here. So um, I've been playing that a lot. And it's the, as you all probably know, it's the last of the like original kind of formatting yes. of Style. Assassin's Creed games before they went fully action RPG. This still definitely has some RPG elements where you get points skill points and spend them on skills and whatnot but uh still running up buildings and it's definitely more of the old school uh Mm. format and you also have a zip line which is kind of cool because you can like attach you can be on top of a building and shoot over to part of another building and just kind of strap like swing across which is kind of fun dude if cassandra had that it'd be like wonder woman spider-man combined yeah yeah uh (laughs) And this is, it's cool because it gives you different ways to assassinate people from uh, like the days of Assassin's Creed 1, 2, 3, etc. Black mm-hmm. Flag and whatnot, but it's still far behind the other, the newer <laughs> ones like Origins and Odyssey. It's just weird to see how far it's come in five years or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. or I guess three years because Odyssey came out in 2018, right? Yeah. So. In three years, how much it changed? It's it's nuts because this was 2015, I believe. So yeah, even yeah, the cool. like the AI in Black Flag is so <laughs> like you can stab somebody and then like crouch into the bush and as oh, long yeah. as, and and they just like are like what where did he go? <laughs> <laughs> this is so much the same way, man. It's like you run up and assassinate somebody right next to somebody else and they'll like chase you, but you run around the corner and hide and it's like. <laughs> Oh, and the other thing is, like, people see you, like, stabbing other people, and they're just like, yeah, and step back, <laughs> and then they go about, about their business just like normal. It's <laughs> kind of crazy, but it's been fun to go back because I haven't played one of those, the original type ones, for a long time. But, yeah, that's about it. Hells yeah. Good stuff. We're, well, cool, man. You want to, um, anything else we want to talk about, or you want to move on to some news? No, I'm down to move on to some news. Do it. First story today, Valorant will be available to everyone on June 2nd. Everyone kind of 
Valorant did a really interesting thing with their marketing where they made it so that you had to like be watching a stream and then get a code. They didn't just hand them out to all the influencers. You kind of had to like be there and get one, and it created this air of exclusivity, which really just... I don't know. It made me even want to play Valorant, and I don't really give a crap about that kind of game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm with you. But, it was a good idea because it made people like watch it because they wanted a code. Like you said, you said it dead on. Yeah, something about that exclusivity makes people just hungry for that shit. It's like the, the early days of Facebook when you needed the the college, the .edu email yep. to even sign up. Exactly. Yeah, there's something about not letting people have something that makes them want it more but exactly it's coming to everybody and it's made by riot so you're worried a little bit about oh yeah i just i just i don't know man i'm not a big fan of riot like Mm -hmm. everybody kind of knows they are 100 percent owned by chinese investment uh firms which is i guess not the end of the world but then when they come out with this software that they forcibly load on your computer that's running even when the game is not oh uh, yeah we should mention the anti-cheat yeah. software vanguard which vanguard. is running all the time uh it just sit like that just makes me really nervous man because how much data do you have about yourself on your computer you know or and then the settlement that they came up with regarding the toxic environment that they have at the company itself you know regarding mm-hmm. sexual harassment and that mm-hmm. kind of thing was kind of poo-pooed uh throughout the media so i just i don't know man it's hard for me to just say also this isn't a game that i would normally play mm-hmm. so the fact that i that's easier it had it been like a third person action rpg it would probably be harder for me to say fuck riot because right. I, it's something i'd be interested in but this is like a csgo type shooter competitive shooter is just not my jam so it's easier for me to be like, meh, I'm good. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really played a Riot game. Well, because they only had the one, right? Yeah, I think League of Legends is the only one. And now, I mean, they've announced that they're working on more. I think five games, five or six. I don't mm-hmm. know. Let us know in the comments or whatever. But uh, this is we'll one s- of them, obviously. And then they they have a League of Legends like uh, auto chess battler thing. Oh, on mobile, I think, but I can't remember what the name of it is, and I haven't played it. Sounds like a it, microtransaction game to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but it's like the League of Legend Heroes, but in that auto battler kind of thing. Okay, okay. Well, shout out to Nathan Grayson. He wrote up the article that we're getting all this information from on Kotaku. Uh, but I don't know. I'll I'll play it. Is it? It's free. It's free to play for everyone. I'm guessing so. I kept trying to find that, man, and I couldn't find it. Um, okay. Well, it's available at the very least. Yeah, on the second. I would guess that it's free because they, League of Legends is free. They make all their money off of... And I believe CSGO is free, too. They make all their money off microtransactions and skins and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Well, speaking no. of selling things, I'm going to have to let you take the lead here once we get more into this, but this is another article written up by Luke Plunkett. <laughs> Thanks, Luke, at Kotaku. Uh, headline is, Shady Key Reseller 
G2A fucks up spectacularly. Spectacu- <laughs> spectacularly. You got it. So, basically, G2A is just a company, or uh, what do they, they, they sell codes for game games. keys. Yeah, game okay. codes, keys. They're, it's kind of like, I don't want to compare it to something else, because then that is a somewhat, like, I'm associating it with it. But uh-huh. just imagine you buy a game code from anywhere, like Green Man Gaming sells game codes, but G2A apparently has been accused by developers and publishers of getting them from nefarious means such as like selling them from or buying them from people who have stolen the codes or gotten them from uh one way or another and they're not for resale but then reselling them to g2a who then turns around and sells them again um so just to be clear this g2a company sometimes gets codes from developers and then sometimes yeah, think, it's codes from we don't know where <laughs> yeah exactly okay I think, like there's a little diagram here who kind of, that kind of like points it out and i think mm-hmm. they do not all of the codes that they get are you know what do you want to say like like corrupted sketchy. or whatever yeah, yeah or, <laughs> or accrued via nefarious means but yeah. uh enough of them are to where it's caused concern in like uh, the gaming community because of you interesting know, this diagram they do is pretty crazy yeah so, i thought that was really cool so just for an example uh for an audio listener so this diagram is just a diagram and and, and then the flow goes from publishers and de- this is just one of them there's a few different flows publishers and developers and then that would go to free giveaways so like that game that you won the other day uh yeah. So you win that game, and then you would hit up, what is this, the clients? How does it go from the giveaways to clients and then to G2A? That's what I want to know. So that's like if I were to sell the game code that I got. To some guy on Reddit. sell it to G2A, (laughs) and then they would turn around and sell it also. That's crazy. Yeah, which, I don't know, it's not the point. Like, the code that I got is for not for me to sell it, you know what I mean? Right, right. So I would feel like a douche doing that. Which well, is why maybe we should do, do it, some so. investigative journalism. <laughs> yeah. Send, a, send them this fucking, send them an email, see what they say about your game code. Yeah, dude, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's how they got caught, because the reason I thought it was interesting is because they had made a comment uh, last year, I believe, saying that if somebody could prove that they got, that they were selling stolen keys, that they would pay the company with what they had lost. And so in a blog post called Keeping Our Promise, G2A say that of the 321 keys, Woob was apparently the company that reported it um, has, as having been stolen. Their internal investigation revealed that 198 had been stolen. And so then they were paying that company 39, almost $40,000, which is 10 times what they what it was estimated to cost, which is what they said. They said, if somebody can prove that we're doing this, we'll pay 10 times what your loss is. This is why you so don't say things like that. Words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially when it's well known that that's what you're getting. And I guess $40,000, I'm guessing, I don't know how well G2A does, but I'm sure it does <laughs> well enough to where $40,000 probably isn't that much of a hit on them. But I just thought mm-hmm. that was pretty interesting that... It was interesting that they originally said that 
they would pay 10 times. Maybe they knew that they wouldn't lose that much money or something because, I mean, they know where they get their fucking codes from and they know right. that some of them yeah. are stolen. So just saying <laughs> that is stupid. So I don't know. Uh, I just thought that was kind of funny because like it would have been better had they just said nothing at all and they wouldn't have lost $40,000. Absolutely. I mean, maybe they could have been sued for something, but not as yeah. much, I guess. And haven't yeah. they learned anything from the Titanic? Like this is an unsinkable... You know, it's it's yeah. not good to make like overreaching like statements or whatever. Right. Overarching blanket overarching, statements. Yeah, blanket statements. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that are definitive. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. All right. Yeah. Well, so that's pretty crazy. Um they ate their words, but they, they paid up. Yeah. At least they held to their word, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, there is honor among thieves. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, that brings us to our next story with no segue, but BlizzCon is canceled, I think, for obvious reasons. There's a yeah. virus that we all know about. Yeah, it was just announced today or yesterday, actually. We're pulling this from Michael McWhorter over at Polygon that BlizzCon is canceled for this year, and they'll have an event early next year to kind of catch up. But it's kind of... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a huge Blizzard fan. I don't play WoW. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did play Diablo 3, and I liked it. And I don't know that I'd play Diablo 4, but I would like to hear, see more about it, and also Overwatch 2 and see what that's all about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would and, definitely play Diablo 4 if it came to Switch, and they weren't, like, yeah. silencing free speech. So. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Both of those things are bad. Or er, the latter's bad. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I played Diablo 3 on my Switch, and it was it was good. It was fun, but I don't need to play Switch again anytime. Or I don't need to play Diablo again anytime soon. I kind of... Mm-hmm. That was enough for me for the time being. But uh, it's just it's just kind of another one bites the dust, which we all knew this was coming. And speaking of which, did has PAX announced that they're canceling yet? PAX West in Seattle? Um, I haven't seen anything official. I think Let's that's see. in PAX West. Nope. It still says September 4th through the 7th, 2020. Huh. That could happen, I think. I mean, we'll see. You think so? I, I don't know. The, I mean, BlizzCon usually takes place in November, I think. Well, so. supposedly, I'm going to a Rage Against the Machine concert on July 1st, oh. according to according to my ticket. Dude, that's, <laughs> that's but have you rescheduled. checked up on that? Because we were going to, my buddies and I were going to go see uh, Weezer and Green Day and Fall Out Boy. Oh my god, Target that sounds Field like and... an amazing concert. Yeah. Target Field, too. Awesome. Yeah, but that got postponed or canceled mm-hmm. or whatever. So. Well, that that's is in August. The... Oh, really? Well, that was yeah. the postponement date, so they must have oh. postponed it. Yeah, because it wasn't was... it originally in May? Yeah, it was supposed to be like may 8th or something yeah and then now it's july 1st but yeah i don't know target center is not very big i don't think you can keep six feet away <laughs> yeah exactly that place is that thing's sold out in like five minutes oh man yeah that i think that sounds badass i would love to go to that yeah so. we'll see yeah we'll happens. see man it's i find it interesting that pax west again it's Maybe it's for other reasons that they're not announcing the cancellation of it yet, but it seems 
interesting to me that they're waiting this long to kind of hit it. If you go to the website, PAX West will be in 99 days, 19 hours and five minutes. There's a countdown? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll see if three months is enough to uh, get rid of the Rona to the point where we're cool with thousands of people being in close quarters. But I don't think so. I mean, they're fine with it in Missouri. Did you see those videos? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. Maybe they should just move it to the deep south and call it PAX South. Move it to Georgia. <laughs> they don't get shit. Solved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, the last one that we have of interest to all of us probably is that Sony should be announcing the coming of PlayStation 5 and more details about it as soon as June 3rd. I know I don't know about you, AJ, but I'd heard June 5th, June 4th, and this is the first I've heard June 3rd, but those are all late next week, I think. We also got this from Adam Bankerstead over at IGN. So, um, But yeah, according to the Bloomberg report, people with direct knowledge of the matter have said the virtual event could take place on June 3rd. So, I guess... Uh, well, do I don't care if it's on June 3rd or 4th or 5th or 1st. I just want to hear the information. I do too, but the thing is, man, I want to... I don't, I don't think they would shadow drop it, but I do want some heads up so that I can like babysit my computer and make sure oh, to be there for yeah. pre-ordering. Because usually pre-orders go live, and that happened to me with the Switch. So, and I had talked about this a couple weeks ago. I had to, well, I didn't have to. My wife volunteered herself to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She sat in line, pregnant, to wait for the Switch. So, <laughs> uh, let's hope that doesn't happen again loyal yeah i guess i didn't think about that because i've i've never actually got a console like on launch day oh really it's it's always been just like a little bit later like like with xbox 360 i missed it so i ended up paying like 500 bucks for one like two months later (laughs) because i wanted it and they were like super short yeah i won't do that though like i'm i'm not gonna pay Mostly because of the principle of the matter. Like, I won't... I'm I not going to pay do $800 yeah. for a PlayStation this was, 5. This was, like, 19-year-old AJ who just fucking yeah. wanted an Xbox. I think my mom paid for it, too, so let's be real. <laughs> right on. So you're like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but one of those... One of my pet peeves, man, is... It's happening right now with Nintendo Switch, too. People are just picking them up and selling them on a... You know, on eBay yeah. or whatever. I yeah, fucking with, hate that. Like that... 500,000 sold or whatever PS4 yeah. anniversary. Like, I tried so hard to buy one of those, and then I saw some yeah. guy bought like three, and I was like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. I really I, tried to buy one of those. <laughs> yeah, I finally got one from the Spain Amazon. Oh, you got one? Yeah. Damn, yeah. I didn't know that. But it came with the uh, European plugins, you know? <laughs> So I, which wasn't a big deal because I just used the ones from my other PlayStation. So, That's but it was funny. I still have those at home. Those are- if any of our UK <laughs> listeners are out there and need an extra set of uh, PlayStation Four power cords, Dude, those are hard let to me know. Like. I'll ship them to you. You can't like yeah. buy them. They don't sell them anywhere because to like prevent stealing or something. It's like I was trying to find one for my PlayStation Four or no. 
I think it was just a PlayStation 2 I was trying to sell, and I couldn't find one. Oh, yeah. Well, once they're out of, even the ones for the Vita, because I bought a couple extras in case I lost one, and, like, you have to get these third-party ones that are offshoots and kind of sketchy, like, they don't plug in plug in very well. Even mm-hmm. scheme, screen protectors for, like, the Vita are few and far between. Like, you don't have a lot of options just because it's so old. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I'm... I'm hoping it's next week, man. That's pretty cool. That'd be great. I'm off next week, and I can just sit around and stare at a screen and wait for pre-orders to go live. Yeah, I'm totally going to do that, too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, anything else that you wanted to talk about Um, today? Do we want to have a question? I I didn't find one yet. Well, I heard an interesting question on the Beastcast last week. What and is it? Uh, would you rather live 3,000 years in the future or 800 years in the past? Okay, let's see. 800 years in the past. Ooh. So we're looking at, like... Ooh. Future. Ooh. I think future. I don't want to go back to, like, before medical advancements and, like, where I would, like, die of, like, syphilis or some shit. Yeah. The pre-Renaissance time? Yeah. I'm I'm not knowledgeable enough about history to know what the hell was happening 800 years ago, but I'm sure it wasn't good. Not that (laughs) now, what's happening now is great, but, uh, like, I'm with you. I'm pretty sure if I went back now, I'd already be past life expectancy yeah that's those what I was times anyway but the concern with going three thousand years in the future is like maybe earth isn't here or humankind yeah we all do each other to death but i'd still rather do that because okay so cool just, at least see. just to be like exact 800 years ago is 1220 <laughs> so yeah. it's like before like like colonization of like the new land or whatever. Yeah. So Actually, maybe that would be. Well, yeah. It's see, it makes it so where you couldn't even be. Yeah, it wouldn't be worth it. Well, you I mean, could easily become a millionaire, but what would it matter? Because you wouldn't have the technology to do anything cool. Well, and let me ask you this: What class am I in twelve twenty? If I'm like a lord, I'm fucking no, in. like equivalent <laughs> to what you are right now. So I'd be I like guess. a serf then. I'd be, like, toiling in the mud. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to the future. I'll fucking fight robots instead. Yeah. I'm I'd rather you. fight robots than dig in mud. <laughs> I agree. And any of the benefits, like, I think the biggest thing about going 3,000 years in the future is you wouldn't, you don't know what you would see. You know what I mean? You might uh-huh. get there and, like, you appear and all of a sudden you're in the middle of outer space because earth is no longer there and you have half a second to realize that before you die. Oh yeah. That's but true. maybe we oh, have yeah. neural interfaces and it's like the fucking matrix dude. I don't know, but I'd rather find out than going 800 years in the past and be like, yeah. With yeah. you digging fucking holes in the dirt <laughs> the, and shit. The mystery is more intriguing yeah. than the guarantee of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Agreed. Well, good stuff. Well, with that question settled, uh, <laughs> hit us up with your thoughts about those things at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter or uh, podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. 
I am also at Johnny Samsonite. If you want to hit me up on the Twitter, how about you, AJ? I am at AJ underscore ID. That's E-I-D-E. Give me a follow. Word up, brah. Well, with that, we will talk to y'all next week, maybe with announcements of PS5 and when exactly it's coming out. Other cool things. Wouldn't that be great? And maybe even a special guest. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. Maybe a secret. say, oh, are we keeping it a secret? I think we have to, just in case it doesn't happen. <laughs> good point. Sounds good. <laughs> we don't want to look dumb. <laughs> <laughs> dumber, dumber. Right, right, right. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, sounds good. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.